everyone, and welcome to That Dog Training Show with Tanya Yarbrough, which happens to be me, at least for today. So um, this is episode 31, and today's topic is about being business-friendly, and of course we're talking about dogs. This is the show that we talk about the dogs we love and the stupid human behaviors that we don't, called shubs. Anyway, so um, real quick, I want to talk about uh, upcoming classes uh, with me. So if you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking obedience classes of two different types with me. Uh, This weekend, there will be new basic obedience on Saturday and street obedience on Saturday, as well as on Sunday. If you have been holding out on taking street obedience and you, because you only can do Sunday classes, this is going to be the last cycle of Sunday street obedience. We'll still have Sunday basic, but street obedience classes, and that's starting this weekend, this Sunday. Um, reason is because of all the holidays and stuff, so we'd never be able to finish another cycle. So, um, so anyway, that's just so you know if you are planning on things and then things slip by like everything else in our life. Um, and also the PAC Leadership Seminar, the PAC Leadership 101 Seminar is going to be uh, the 21st. And... Um, so it's going to, it's it's actually only half full, so we got plenty of space in there. And, you know, it's a three-hour one-woman show about dogs, and you are absolutely inspired, included in the show. I want you to be participated. It's it's a seminar, but it's it's fun. So um, if you're interested, you can email me at thatdogtrainingshow at gmail.com. If you're interested in the classes, then you need to go to bluecollarworkingdog.com and check out the training tab, and you will see my face all over the pet dog training stuff. So check that out for those classes, and you can pay online, etc. So anyway... I want to start off going into our being business-friendly topic about an experience I had this week. Um, I took Rambo to a pet store where we're allowed to have uh, dogs, and he was kind of freaked out. It was a new pet store. I was just checking it out and meeting some people there, and um, so he was kind of nervous because there are people there. He has a problem with people, Um, and so I decided to stop at the entrance and just stand there and put him in a nice sit heel so that he could chill out. You know, just smell everything around him and hear everything around him with me standing by on guard so that he knew he was okay, but he just got adjusted to the new situation. And um, so, of course, other people in pet stores, as they often do, allow people to bring their pets. And so this guy comes in with his two uh, Italian greyhounds in sweaters. They were not matching sweaters. They were different colors, but they were exact same style. So I guess that was the style for the day. And he comes in, and they're all pulling out in front, and he just lets them ram right up to Rambo, which, of course, if you've listened to me before, you've been a student or a client of mine, you know. I stood up in front of him and stopped the dogs. And I kept following the dogs as they kept trying to go around me to get to Rambo. And it took a while. It felt like forever, probably about 10 to 20 seconds before the guy tried to address me um, because clearly I was being stupid, you know, just protecting my dog from being attacked by a pack of just, you know, being ramrodded. Because that's what I would like to do when I meet people is I would like to walk to somebody's place and, and, and when the doors open, I want everybody to just tackle me. That's, that's what makes me most comfortable, you know, 
That's that's the best option, especially if if I were the kind of creature and they were the kind of creature that actually learns more by smelling each other, even from a distance. The best option is to make sure everybody just pounds the crap out of him with a happy little wag. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm protecting Rambo, and the guy goes, they need to socialize to be, you know, I said, he's scared right now. He's a little scared. And he says, well, they need to socialize to get, to, you know, to know each other, that you should read Caesar Milan's books. And I just, I wanted to blurt out and say, maybe you should reread them, okay? And I said, I finally just went, dude, I looked up at him and I said, I'm a dog trainer. I do this for a living. You should read Caesar Milan. They need to socialize. And I just had to keep blocking him while I'm talking to him. It was ridiculous. And he finally went away grumbling and he started complaining to the store owner and he started doing all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, what an a-hole. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And I know I look stupid. I mean, if you look at me, I clearly look like I don't know what I'm doing. And the way I was acting all calm and just sort of stepping in front of Rambo and making sure the other dogs didn't make any moves on him. And, you know, of course, Rambo's freaking out that the owner's now getting close to me. And I just was like, you know, go away. And, you know, I actually didn't cuss at him. I didn't say anything really mean. I thought about it. But kept my cool for the most part, and he's off grumbling and complaining to everybody and being as loud as possible about how I need to learn how to socialize my dog properly, blah, blah, blah. Well, eventually he settled down. Well, throughout the time that he was there, he was letting his dogs, while other people had their dogs there, just jump on people and wrap their upper legs, you know, their front legs around their legs. Well, when a dog does that, and of course the owner's like, oh, how cute, a friendly dog, and they're petting these, these you know, Italian greyhounds. And, and what happens is then, the, then their dog gets agitated, and it's not really a jealousy thing, because it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't just, hey, I'm excited to meet you. They were wrapping and holding their legs over the owners, which is claiming them, which is saying, I am now head of the pack, and pushing the owner's dogs, who were right there on leash, further away in hierarchy. So then those dogs got agitated and I would see them tag team. I'd see one would jump on the lap of the owner, you know, or jump on their leg and grab a hold of them. And then the other one would be like tagging and touching and, and, and getting really closer with the smelling, even though they already smelled each other. And it is actually sort of like this kind of a hunt thing uh, about ownership of the owner. So then of course, once some of the dogs would snap, which, you know, that's, the the dude that kept telling me that I should read Caesar Milan's book, who apparently knows so much because he can't even get his damn dogs to heal. It's not the dog's fault. This is a shubster move, complete shubster. So throughout the visit there, I saw this guy continuously allowing the agitation go on. And of course, his Italian, guess what? His Italian greyhounds are like hyper as hell. Yeah, I know they're high energy dogs, but these dogs were really hyper as hell. So I, it's just, it's one of those things where you see this all the time. And then you hear, on the other hand, people complain that why can't I bring my dog into a business? Well, that's why. At least that's one of the reasons why. Because you trained your dog to be an a-hole. Why would a business want to do that? I mean, first of all, we have the problem with people putting on fake service dog vests, you know, or service dog vests. The vests are real, but they go on fake service dogs. And I understand if you're training your dog like I am, you know, and I make it clear to like the security person, like he's still in training. I just want you to know, but he's not going to defecate in the building and you can still choose to ask me to not come in. Okay. So I respect it when they say that I don't sneak dogs in in purses. 
you know, the, which then discriminates against people who have big dogs who are very well behaved. Guaranteed, most of those dogs are not well behaved. They're riding around in purses because that's the only world they know. You put them on the floor and they're complete basket cases. And a lot of them are still barking in the purses, you know. So it's, you know, it's, and it's become a big business to create these sort of designer bags that don't look like carry on kennels, but they are. So people walk in with these stores and they actually have vents on them for these animals. And it's like, well, look, you know, you're not respecting the business. So why would a business be more open to people who are going to let their dogs in? Why would they do that, right? So if you if you want if we want collectively as a society to encourage businesses to have more dogs allowed in their business, assuming it's a non-food related business, then we are we have the responsibility of proving that our dogs deserve to do that. And as as a collective, we have to do that. It can't be just one or two people. There are businesses that have allowed me to bring in my dog unvested into their, into their business because they realize they've seen me have him post up outside. They see how he's not going to urinate and defecate all over the place. They see how well-behaved he is, and they take a chance. And it is a chance for them. If your dog is aggressive towards somebody else in a store, guess who gets sued? The one who has the most money, which is the business owner. All right? And it doesn't have to be contact. It doesn't have to be blood. All it takes is a dog to lunge or growl at someone and make them uncomfortable. That's assault or attempted assault. So then the person can turn around and sue the store owner because they allowed you and your a-hole dog, which is your fault, into the business. So why would they do that? If the dog comes in with the customer and the dog is tearing clothes off the hangers or running wild, they're doing damage and causing harm and possibly tripping somebody. Why would business owners let people in with their dogs? Because this is the behavior we see 90% of the time. 90% of the time I see a-hole dogs, which is the owner's fault. Not because they're rescues, but because the owners do not take responsibility to give their dogs the right structure to actually be safe to go anywhere. All right? So, you know, the... The other option is people, they go on these day trips. Like I do a lot of errands in a one shot. I try to, you know, arrange that because I, once I get home, I don't want to damn well go anywhere. So I want to get all my stuff done. So sometimes you bring your dog for some things, but they're not available for other things. So you can't take them into some places after you've been some, you know, all that stuff. So you have to leave your dog in the car. Maybe you think you're just going to be for a few minutes. Then you have the possibility of having uh, a dead dog or a very sick dog, etc. And that's a dangerous thing, right? We also might consider leaving our dogs posted outside because all of our trips may have been a walking trip within our neighborhood, but there's just one store we can't bring the dog in, so we post outside. And which, Honestly, if we didn't have dishonest people around and if we had well-behaved dogs, owners who actually took it, I don't mind that. I mean, if you go to different parts of the world, people leave their dogs outside all the time. They don't touch them. They don't t- people would stop petting dogs that were st- sitting there and, and stop trying to interact with them then we would actually be okay. You shouldn't be talking to a dog that is tied up outside and even barking or nervous. I can't believe how many people think they have some magic touch. I don't have the magic touch. I'm, this is my business. The dog's like whining for the owner who's in the store, and you're like, it's okay, puppy. It's okay. You just added to the whole thing, and you've just made it worse. You've perpetuated it. 
you've reinforced it. So don't mess with people's dogs that are actually posted outside and trying to behave themselves. Ignore them. Do not pet them. It's not your dog. All right, so moving on. Um, little little O to Peter Kane, C-A-I-N-E from New York, Brooklyn, just so you know. Just check it out on YouTube. Um, really like the man, quite honestly. So um, anyway, um, this is a problem because, you know, people want to complain that they can't bring their dogs in. They think it's mean. I've had so many people, either just passing or as a dog trainer, you know, as a civilian or a dog trainer, walking around and they'll say, oh, but my dog's so sweet. She's so wonderful. And like, I don't understand why they don't let... Okay, first of all, if you're trying to tell me your dog is sweet, right away it's a red flag that says you are either not just biased, but blind. You probably have some serious issues with your dog. You just don't see it. Um, and it's not all about you. Um, it's about the entire society. If we had a society, a city, where the focus was on good dog training and good dog behavior, not just, okay, the dog didn't draw blood, so it's a good dog, then, you know, if we are, our standards were higher, businesses could actually afford the risk of bringing, letting people bring their dogs in. So it's, it's, a, it's our fault. It's our fault that, that a, a clothing store on Melrose doesn't want you to bring your dog in. I mean, they probably love dogs themselves, but they have to watch out for liability for suits in, t in terms of lawsuits. They have to make sure the merchandise isn't destroyed or peed on or there's hair hanging off of it. They don't need to be discounting something because dog hair is rubbed up against it. So the deal is, is that you want to complain. Those of you who are complaining, by the way, it's a little bit of a shubster move on your part. Because if you aren't taking responsibility for your dog or your neighbor or whatever for being well-behaved, and I mean like a high standard of well-behaved, like on, you know, the first phase of service dog training, well-behaved, then, then you have no reason to complain. It's your fault, okay? So, all right. I, you know... You know, I've, you've, if you've listened to any of these shows, we know that people say all the time their dogs are friendly and wonderful, and the minute you see them pulling on the leash and yanking and getting all excited when they see people and see other dogs, they're not friendly. They're jacked up. So you want to make sure that, you know, if we had the standards that, you know, first level of uh, first phase of service dog, it was set and done, and that's what you need to do. If everybody had to took a CGC test every five years and had to prove that they had a canine good citizen test passed, then we would have ourselves a darn good city to let our dogs walk around on cafes. So um, the problem is, is that we need to actually do things to take care of, you know, our dog's behaviors in terms of interacting with our fellow citizens. And one of the things that bugs me the most, just drives me crazy, is just walking down the street, not even talking about going into a business. People will let their dogs lift their legs and piss on the walls of businesses or of the apartment building or the planter outside. That stinks. That encourages other dogs to lift their legs and piss on the walls and on the planters of the businesses. And now all their customers, with or without dogs, have to walk into the store or into the restaurant with a strong smell of piss deeply embedded in the stone or masonry or what have you of that building. Because you decided you weren't going to force your dog to pee in a more appropriate place.
Right there. Right there that tells you that we don't deserve to have our dogs in businesses. Because we collectively, instead of 90% of us being on the side of, let's not make the business have a stinky entrance like it's graffiti. And not let our dogs urinate near the entrances and on the walls of businesses and apartment buildings. Instead of 90% of us not allowing that, 90% of the population seems to just think it's okay. And they don't even notice it's happening. So there you go. If you want businesses to be more friendly towards having dogs in or near their business, then you are responsible for making sure your dog does not urinate on their business. If they defecate on the sidewalk, don't just pick it up with a plastic bag. Make sure you have wet wipes to clean it up off the sidewalk so that the customers who walk in that store don't accidentally track in feces on the floor, inside, on microscopic levels maybe. But please, think about this. Why would a business want that tracked into their, ha- their, their house, their place, the, that they invest in? Because people aren't even responsible enough to take care of the sidewalk in front of their business, as if it's their own. So another deal, aggression, chaotic. Nobody needs a lot of aggressive behavior with dogs posted up outside or inside. So if we had actually 90% of our population with dogs who are well-behaved with distractions and could sit-stay with a tied leash, we might see more dog leash tie-up spaces so that even though they can't go in, the dogs could actually be around each other and not try to kill each other or the people walking by. So that is also our fault that we can't do that. That's our fault. Now, on that note, there is a new law that's been signed by Governor Brown who, um, I don't even know the name of the law. They, they, they nickname it Bone Appetite, but whatever. It's uh, effective January 1st. And the law basically says that restaurant owners have the choice to allow dogs to dine with their customers on the patio. Yeah, guess what? You see all those restaurant owners who allow dogs to be on the patio or outside their building, like a cafe or a coffee shop? They were breaking the law, technically. They went out of their way and risked getting cited and paying money or going to court, plus the liability, plus the destruction, by allowing you to have your dogs on the patio or outside the business in the the tables and chairs area. Yeah, they were actually breaking the law. So now, January 1st, 2015, we are going, it's, it's legal to do so if... If there's access onto the patio from the outside so the dogs do not get walked through the restaurant. And if they said the dogs are well-behaved, which is pretty ambiguous because most people think their dogs are well-behaved. And I say, no, they ain't. But anyway, um, that they're on leash. They still have to be on leash, guys. They're away from areas where food is prepared. You know, sometimes they have outdoor preparation areas and things like that. Dogs cannot be on the seats or the benches. So you still can't put your dog on your lap or in a chair next to you. Okay, so here's the thing. My concerns are this. Because a lot of people think that their dogs are well-behaved and they actually aren't well-behaved and well-trained, we have a problem with dogs who are going to be barking and whining, begging for food, possibly begging for food from other customers because people aren't paying attention or don't care because they think that that's just okay for dogs just to wander around and find forage for their own thing, because they're dogs, and that's what they do, supposedly. So um, 
Then we have a possibility of food aggression, where a dog may be perfectly capable of being under the table or under the bench where you're sitting outside, but a waiter walks by, server, I'm sorry, whatever, I'm old, a server walks by with a plate of food or several plates of food for another table, and that dog gets aggressive because they're trying to protect the food that's on their table. Because anybody who walks by is fair game for stealing, right? That's how a dog sees it, because that's what dogs do. So we also have the dog-to-dog aggression over territory and feeding space, right? So you're going to see where this can turn into a real liability. And the restaurant owners still have the right, by the way, folks. Just so you know, don't get all persnickety here. And if you have a neighbor who does it or somebody, you go to a restaurant and you're sitting outside and the owner says, I we don't allow dogs on the patio and they throw a fit about the new law, the restaurant owner still has the option to say no. Why? Because they could still get sued and lose their business over somebody's so-called well-behaved dog. So um, it does not require the restaurant owners to allow the dogs. It just gives them the option without being considered breaking the law and getting cited and all that stuff. But they're still taking a big risk. So um, here's the deal. If you want to be able to go to businesses, especially the restaurants in 2015, when you want to be able to like actually take your dog and not have a kerfuffle, here are the things that you need to actually train your dog to do. I think there should be a, a doggy diner test for California. But anyway, um, you teach your dog to urinate and defecate on command and on command only while on leash. That's right. That's service dog level. That's therapy dog level. That's canine good citizen. That they only go off to urinate or defecate when you tell them to, when they're on leash. Off leash is a different deal. But on leash, they hold it until you say, okay, go over there. Within 12 seconds is my rule. So that's the deal. You've got to be able to do that on command if you want to be able to take your dog anywhere and start creating a canine good citizen atmosphere, thanks to AKC. But you, you, want, you, you want to start building the reputation of the city of having well-trained, well-behaved dogs, really well-behaved, not like they're so sweet and their rescues and all that garbage. Okay, you want really well-trained dogs, and we need to change this, make a revolution out of this, because, you know, basically what I'm saying is put me out of business. <laughs> so, so what you want to do is teach them to do these things: urinate and defecate on command, and only on command, awfully, and and while they're on leash. Off leash is completely different; they can go at will. You need to train your dog to ignore distractions, including dogs and people on leash. People don't distract dogs that are on leash. If they're cute and lovable, look the owner in the eye and say, you have an attractive dog or you have a cute dog. Don't get the dog all riled up, right? Just control yourself. It's a dog. It happens. There are dogs out there. All right. Teach the dog a place or park it. Place means that you actually, and I'm popping the peas like crazy. Place means that you actually have to um, teach the dog to either lay down or sit on a particular spot, so like a mat or something like that, like a cheap bathroom mat from Ikea. I love Ikea for training supplies. You know, $1.49, you can get yourself a, a little mat. And the dog has to land on that and lay down or sit down. You treat, teach them place. Now, park it is my word for teaching the dog to do the same thing, but under a bench or under a table. 
so that they're out of the way of everybody and they're not a nuisance. So that is also a service dog level training sort of on the on the very basics, okay? So you need to teach your dog that as well. Um, yes, got it. I already talked about it. I jumped the gun. I was like ad-libbing after I wrote down my notes. So um, also teach your dog how to socialize properly by only visiting people and dogs on your command and when everyone's calm. So there's actually you actually have to teach your dog to wait till you say it's okay to go forward. Um, I had an experience with Cassie, my previous dog who passed away. She was so well behaved that people would try to outbid each other to watch her over a weekend if I had to leave for a weekend because she was so cool to take out that anybody could walk her. She would follow anybody what they said. She didn't have to, like, nobody had to, like, she said, you said sit, she did it. If you did it with hand signals, she did it. So, and she, whatever you said, if you left her in the car, like, you know, like I had one lady who took care of her. She had a Jeep, she left her in the Jeep to go get something over in the gas station, came back. There she was, just sitting in the same spot, just waiting calmly. So that's the kind of thing you want to go for. Um, one of the things that she uh, did was that, you know, because she was so well behaved, I could take her to places like restaurants that would allow the dogs illegally at the time um, and to the dog beach and all that stuff. And when she was really, really sick and we knew that she wasn't going to live much longer, I took her to all those other places that we had gone to frequently because, and I could go frequently. I could take her places and not worry about her. I could tell her stay and go to the bathroom in the restaurant and know that no one could take the leash if I had told her stay. But if I said, okay, you can go with that person, they would, she would follow them if they took the leash. So this is the kind of thing that you need to have to actually kind of go that direction and I guarantee you, what did I say? 90% of the time, those dogs on the patio starting January 15th are going to be complete a-holes. So now, because people now they don't know they can, they will, and they'll take advantage and, and just assume that the dog is just so sweet and it's a lovely little rescue and he can't help it and all that stuff. So um, another thing I want you to envision here is uh, when uh, I was working at a training facility, Cassie was at my side on leash and uh, and there's a whole bunch of people and dogs walking around socializing. I was standing still with her, and she kept eyeing this one biker dude. She has a, she had this thing about men. She was very flirtatious. She was like that since she was like a nine-week-old puppy. She was a little bit of a whore. So she kept looking at this man and looking at me and looking at this man and looking at me. And I was like, she was being really good and stayed there for a long time. I said, okay, you can go visit. So I released her from the leash, and I just didn't think about it. I turned around and I started talking to other people, etc. And all of a sudden, I heard this oh my god what is she doing and I turned back over to where this man was standing and he was up against the wall holding the wall with his hands and his butt just freaking out and there was my dog viciously sitting one foot away and looking at him in the eyes and he's like I said uh, she just wants you to pet her and if you don't and before I finished she just calmly walked away I said well if she does if you don't pet her she'll just walk away like that and he finally calmed down after she walked away. And he's like, I've never seen that before. I said, that's what a well-trained dog should do to meet people. Not whine, not claw, not roll over and pee on themselves, not pee on the floor in any way, not jumping on them, but sit one foot away calmly and look them in the eye. And if they don't want a pet, they don't interact, they walk away. That's where we need to go, people. That's the revolution. 
And either that or I'm going to be in business for a very, very long time. So anyway, back to business. Um, a right, reminder again that this weekend we have one basic obedience on Saturday, two uh, the street obedience, one Saturday, one Sunday, bluecollarworkingdog.com. And then there's the Pack Leadership 101 seminar because, you know, apparently I need to read Cesar Milan's books. That's the rumor on the street. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, dear God. He lived that night. He lived. Um, So, um, as always, as I always say, in the dog world, to love is to serve. So let your dog serve you in little ways every day to build their self-esteem, to build up their trust in you, and to have that really special pack relationship with your dog, a true family relationship. And, um, you know, until then, I may or may not be here next week. Oh my God, I might be on set next week. Well, I'm on set, but I don't know if I'll make it. Uh, so hopefully I'll talk to you next week. If not, it'll be two weeks. You'll just have to hear a rerun of one of my yapping things going on. All right. Till next week, folks. Talk to you later. Bye.